Let's kick off another episode of the World Series of Politics podcast, where Brendan Bussman and Brant Iden march down the field on key political, legislative, and regulatory developments in the gaming sector. As these titans square off on the issues facing the industry, this podcast highlights the current opportunities and challenges for expansion and reform. Let's see what the game plan is for this episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to another World Series of Politics. My name is Brendan Bussman. I am one of a dynamic duo. My uh, co-host, uh, Brand Iden, uh, unfortunately out in an undisclosed location. Uh, we won't share with that, uh, but we've got uh, in good stead, my good friend Robin, who is here uh, in his place uh, to join us today on the podcast. Brendan, it's great to be back. It's a, I mean, I think this is the first time I've actually been on to talk about the US. I mean, usually I, I'm a parachuted in when it's Europe or something like that. So it's great to be back to talk about a something akin, you know, something within the, the World Series' DNA. And we've got a really special guest. I'm just looking at screen now and the collection of guitars behind him. Well, I have a new one. Uh, you, well, we want to hear about that, but it's always great to have our friend Victor on. Uh, this is actually his first time, but Victor and I have gone back way too many years for us here to remember. Uh, this is also the first time uh, that we've been able to uh, crossover, if you want to call it that. We'll call it a crossover uh, because I've been on your wonderful webinar you do every week in the new normal. Uh, but this is your first time over on the World Series of Politics. So welcome to the show, Victor. Thank you. Thank you. Really great to see both you guys. Yeah. Um, new guitar. Uh, actually, it's an old guitar that I got back, which is a, a Rickenbacker uh, right back over here. Sorry, wrong hand. This one right over there was an old Ricky that I used to have. And I did it to my nephew and I wanted it back. So I had to trade another guitar to get it back. But great to be here. Great to see everyone. You know, lots to talk about. Well, let's let's dive right into it. You know, I know we've got uh, uh, a very uh, interesting topic that we didn't think we'd we'd be necessarily be back talking about, which was California, uh, yeah. and 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 the California ballot initiative process. Yes. Yeah, so, so Victor, first of all, great to have you on here. Um, and to start, we've all seen the ballot measure. You know, we it dropped just ahead of G2E, but obviously things have now moved on, haven't they? So I was wondering if you could uh, give give all listeners a bit of a kind of an update on where we stand. Right. Well, you know, uh, so a while ago, you know, at G2E, we, we were told this bill was dropping. We found out these guys were behind it, a bunch of non-natives who have come to play, have the savior complex. And uh, um, where we were at, you know, they kept moving the goalposts for us. So they said, listen, we will uh, fund this online mobile sports betting bill and, you know, we will give it to you and it will cost you nothing and you just have to follow us. And the tribe said no. And they, but we're going to pay for it. And then the tribe said no. And so um, they had a meeting with Sinaiga. Sinaiga said no. And they said, well, you know what? You don't represent the tribes. We want 
50% of the tribes and then it was 50 per six tribes. And then so they keep moving these goalposts. So we really, obviously we're not taking them serious because they're not serious, but we are very serious in our opposition. We are very serious in our messaging. And so for us, it's felt, uh, it's been very insulting every step of the way, but where we're at right now, they have submitted their amendments uh, to the bill, it's even more ridiculous. And it goes into with their strategy. One of the main things in the bill that stood out to me or the amendments was that they've kicked up the percentage that are going to go to the non-gaming tribes. So the strategies here, driver webs between the gaming tribes and the non-gaming tribes. Now, this has been tried before and it's failed again and it will fail again because these guys are not the guys. They're not the messiahs. I checked. They not only didn't walk on water, they couldn't breathe underwater. And when we're done with them, they will have even more trouble breathing, you know, so it's hard to breathe when our our, our foot's on your neck. You know what I mean? And that's where it's going to be. So um, we we've told them in no uncertain terms. Don't go forward. We will kill it. Where do you want it to die? You know what I mean? So um, it's just been very insulting all the way because these are unserious people with an unserious bill. But, um, you know, greed does that to people. You know what I mean? They just see the billions of dollars on the other side of this. And, you know, we they're going to come and save us and save the industry. And, you know, where have we heard that before? Well, I, I was going to say, Victor, we heard it about a, a little over a dozen years ago when we started the whole iGaming movement in, in California. And and as we've talked, uh, you know, the lessons from that continue to reverberate into today. But, you know, back to the initiative off of this, you know, these amendments that were proposed, and obviously I know there was a letter that went in and basically said, hey, thanks for trying, but this still doesn't get there. What 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 makes you what what makes you from your perspective? Why do they propose these additional amendments to try to say no? Here's our plan and here's what we're doing. If they'd listened in the first place, off the whole thing, it's all smoke and mirrors. Because if you clear away the smoke, you'll see they're not wearing any clothes. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just more tactics. It's just not gonna gonna go. So I you know we don't understand the end game other than. It's a special strain of stupid that we haven't seen before. You know what I mean? And we're really worried about it. And so we're trying to keep it contained. We hope it doesn't get out. Um, you know, so we're going to contain it, put it in a rocket ship and send it to the sun because we don't want to cut this type of ignorance uh, running around our, our state. But this is California. So, you know, we've seen this type of dumb before. So it seems to be right on par. You know what I mean? These guys are just not listening. They don't because they don't care. They want to go forward. And they they were shocked that the Indians aren't running to them and, you know, throwing flowers in their way and saying, take us to the promised land, you know, but that's never going to happen, you know. And, 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 you know, and the reason why, though, it's just not because we're being obstructionist. It's because even with the polling, it's shown sports betting is soft. You add mobile. It goes down even worse. So then that's what we tried to tell FanDuel and DraftKings. The new numbers that just came out and the new polling numbers uh, even show it. So, you know, we've been very honest in why we're opposition. We say, look, at we have a plan, you know, shut up, get in the backseat, let us drive, you know, be an ally. We will get you there. It's not 
going to go that way. It's a multi-year plan, and that's the way we get there. And so when you say there, talk about kind of like letting us drive, I mean, so what does that look like for you? You know, let's just kind of like reiterate, because last year, uh, you know, you set out a ballot measure and talk us through that process. Talk us through, you know, sports betting comes to California. Well, first, so when, you know, the way the tribes have been approaching it has been, you know, the opposite of what the industry wants. You know, we've, because of those numbers and because of the tribes have such a, have built an incredible industry in California, you know, we want to make sure that this is sustainable. You know what I mean? Right now, you can see a real clash of cultures here, you know, which is tribal gaming and mobile and sports betting. And so, you know, these guys are coming in and saying, you know, we want to 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 go and have mobile and stuff like that. And the tribes are saying, listen, there's not a real appetite for it. Let's slow it down. Let's do retail first. Let's work on it. Let's go. So now, you know, and we were talking 2026. Is that what we were talking before? <laughs> no, it's like these guys are going to come in and muddy the water and it's just going to become even worse. So does it move on down the road? And the main thing is what's happening to the brand. If the tribes have to stand up again and spend hundreds of millions of dollars saying sports betting is bad, these guys are dishonest, then that's what will happen. But what's going to happen to sports? It's just going to push it, kick the can down the road further. And it's going to become more expensive. And look at, we can wait on time. You know what I mean? We measure time in a different manner than the, the industry does. We don't measure it in, 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 in financial quarters. You know what? We talk about a lot longer term and that's where the real clash comes from. And so a lot of people don't understand this and it feels obstructionist to them when it really is a sound approach for sustainable gaming. It's an interesting yeah. point you raised there. Uh, do you feel do you feel that sometimes it's almost as if the industry just keeps asking the question until it gets the answer that it wants? Just stupid, just the stupid ones. You know what I mean? The the industry understands and gets it when you have this arrogance and brashness that came in from the sports betting guys, you know what I mean? And then, you know, it was interesting, Robin, and I think you, you, you can part, it was interesting to watch what has happened to the European market and the screws have been tightened so tight in the European market that you can hear them scream in the United States. You know what I mean? So we have seen these guys over here trying to get their quarterly profits. Now the, the head of Entain's head's on the chopping block right now because she's not moving fast enough. And so we understand where the pressure's coming from is in their old markets has changed. And we know we feel they've brought a lot of that mentality and we're trying to slow it down. We want to create a sustainable market. We don't care about your quarterly profits. You know, uh, one of the funniest comedies I read over the weekend, two of them, I was reading Confederacy of Dunces and then I was reading an interview about uh, BetMGM, you know what I mean? Which was how they're losing market share to other people that are coming in and eating their lunch. And, you know, Greenblatt's talking, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Oh, we forgot to spend money on marketing. You know, that was their big deal, you know, and they've just got their lunch eaten in the United States. So that is what drives them and not us. And so we understand what their motivation is, but they don't understand what ours is. You know what I mean? So again, just the stupid ones. Victor, let's let's play this out here a little bit, just, yeah. just for for for... Uh, for the sake of trying to. So let's say this ballot initiative goes forward 
you know, from a timing standpoint, they basically have six months at this point to get everything qualified. But as you brought up, you know, the numbers are in the tank based off of the most polling, the most recent polling that's come out. Is there even a way that this can get pulled off for 2024? Obviously, let's take opposition aside, because uh, we know what the tribes are going to do, and, and as you've so well articulated, but two, how far does this push this out if it does go forward in 24? Um, it all feels like a bluff. You know what I mean? It all feels like a bluff. We know I we do know they uh were out there trying to raise money on this thing, you know, which was really quite fascinating. Um, so we don't need we we we're starting to question whether they even have the money. So they're gonna need 25 million just to get it on the balance and do signature gatherings. Now they have paid, they put an RFP out um uh looking to bring in companies to do signature gathering. Um so even if it makes it, to, you know, it just takes money to get on the ballot. You know what I mean? If you have enough money, you can get on the ballot. You can spend 25 million, 30 million, 40 million. Is that what it takes to get it done in this short time? I mean, we were talking 15 million in November. You know what I mean? So we think they're going to have a strong headwind, um, but we don't think it's impossible. But you know what? It will it's dead. It's a dead man walking, you know, it, whether it dies now, whether it dies later, it, it's just dead. So even if it gets to the ballot, if it gets to the ballot, then you will have, you know, one of the interesting things was that the tribes have submitted language to the secretary of state, which will be included the opposition when it gets to the ballot. And if it gets on, you know, there will be a big statement with the tribes saying, you know, we oppose this. We're against this. Uh, blah blah blah. But it'll be a very strong statement. It was really interesting this weekend. Uh, you know, my cousin was elected as president of the National Congress of American Indians, and the White House sent out this incredible video of talking about my, my, you know, with my cousin talking about the policies and you know the relationship that they're having with the White House, and it was just so powerful. And those are the kind of things that will be unleashed against these guys, the type of messaging they've never seen. And the people of California, you know, we have been incredible, incredible partners. So, you know, our relationship with the California voters goes back a long, long way. Um, and, you know, at, at some point, you know, it will be dead when it dies. That's the big question right now. And then, when we finally kind of get into a position like when a you know the tribes are ready to kind of put forward the ballot measure to bring a sports betting into the casino, a previously uh, James Siva said this to me at a at the uh, Indian Gaming Trade Show earlier this year, and you and I have talked about this before about the commercial operators kind of refocusing as B two B partners to the tribes, so what sort of like have you seen any kind of appetite for that have you seen any operators that you feel are kind of like willing to to kind of like look at that model you know it's like like basically viable partners to move forward with well you know fanduel recently announced that they're hiring um uh, an executive from uh, uh the Sam Manuel tribe um was a um and so to us, we feel that this is their attempt to, uh, I'm sure they're going to come on a listening tour. I think uh, she was hired 
uh, honestly, probably to learn how to talk to Native Americans. She's maybe a native whisperer. And so, um, you know, she's going to be doing diversity training for them probably and say, listen, when you talk to a Native American, you have to wait for the talking stick and then you could talk to them and stuff like that. So I think the smart ones will will get behind the tribes and they understand that, you know, you become an ally, you wait, you take the tribes cubes. It's not going to go forward. Why waste our money? And then there will always be some big dummies like Casey Johnson and Reeve Collins and the rest and their ilk who's not going to listen to tribes because they, you know, they're the kings of the world. You know what I mean? They sold NFTs to to a bunch of dumb people. And, you know, now they're looking for the other dumb, rest of the dumb people in California, you know? So it just, it's very offensive from a Native American perspective because these guys aren't listening, you know? And when we're saying, listen, you know, don't do it. We will pose you at every step of the way. And they're just looking for uh, a way to go forward. And for us, it's just like, you know, kill it now, kill it later. But it will die. Where, uh, you know, how do you see this? And we've talked about this a little bit. You know, the states that are left with sports betting, um, most of them are tribal states. You look at Oklahoma, which obviously we could have a whole nother show on this uh, on Governor Stitt. Um, See what's happening in Florida and, and the, you know, the court challenges as the Seminoles have now gone live. Um, you've got Minnesota. How does what happens in California, borrowing the Vegas quote, not necessarily stay in California? Um, right. How does what happened there or it happens in California reverberate into these other tribal states? Well, to be honest with you, I think it's the Seminoles that are doing the reverberating right now. You know what I mean? I think they have shown that if you're audacious and you take big swings, sometimes you can knock it out of the uh, out of the fence. You know, you've seen the opposition. They've been pretty incredible in their victories and in their uh, approach, which is, you know, what if you have the support of the state, you have the support of the legislature, you have the support of the tribes, you go forward, you swing big. You know, they've shaken up the industry and what can it, this spoke uh, hub and spoke model. And so, you know what, we will be looking at that too. And the other tribes are looking at be audacious. You know, at these, the sports betting companies don't determine what the future is, you know, especially in these states, it's the tribes, you know. So in California, um, we have an opportunity to redefine what sports betting can be. I believe, you know, if sports betting would have passed uh, in 2022, uh, the head of Antanes would still be, you know, uh, a darling of the industry, you know, but because California didn't open up the industry style starting to go, they had to borrow money. They have to raise more money. You know, they've peaked already. And without these big markets, they're just going to be spending, burning, 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 you know, and the conversation has always been, oh, FanDuel is going to be profitable. DraftKings will be profitable, but they're still burning, burning, burning. California has an iron wall in front of it made of iron and stone and it doesn't burn. You know what I mean? So um, the tribes will have an opportunity to redefine what sports betting is in the industry. And I can tell you what, we're going to take it because it isn't about sports betting. It's about online gaming. And we understand that. And that's why we stand firm. And uh, for us, that's a multi-year process. It isn't something that's going to be solved in one ballot initiative. It's something that has to be worked on. And the tribes have had exclusivity for 25 years and they are not giving it up at all. And that's and that's why the fight is so vigorous and why the fight is 
um, done so well because the tribes have been preparing for this for 25 years. You know, we always knew it would come. So that's why we're prepared. And we're just coming up to the end of, you know, the end of the uh, show and also to the end of the year. You know, we're recording this in uh, mid-December and kind of feels like we've got to ask you for some predictions from the year ahead. Like what do you like? What what are your kind of expectations for, you know, kind of a uh, tribal gaming in twenty twenty four? Aside from, I mean, I I, th- I can I can imagine what you think is going to happen to this ballot measure. Well, listen, it could go two ways. You know what I mean? I expected it. I expected it to be, um, twenty twenty four to be a runway for twenty twenty six. You know what I mean? And this, if these guys go forward. It throws that timeline off again. And what's what kind of damage is going to happen to the brand of sports bidding? You know, it's already on the fence. And, you know, if you listen to FanDuel and DraftKings, everybody and their brothers should be gambling on on sports. You know what I mean? But we don't necessarily believe that's the truth, nor do we buy into that. So, you know, our we're going to 2024 was supposed to be a runway year. You know what I mean? And and to start ramping up the conversations to define what it could possibly look like. You know what I mean? These were going to be the conversations where the adults come into the room with the tribes and the industry. Maybe not necessarily. First, the tribes need to determine it themselves. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I am in the process right now with my business partner, uh, Gene Johnson. We're starting to um, put together some... Uh, um, a report about looking at California sports betting, what kind of models are going to work in California. Um, that's a real big priority for me right now is to help really determine what was going to work in California, what's worked in all these other uh, models. And by the way, as we know, you know, 50 states, 50 different models for sports betting. Okay. So, you know, we want to take a look at all of it and put all that for California tribes to help them make that decision. Cause if, and when we get to that uh, uh, point, we want to make sure that the best solution for the tribes in California is put forward, you know, not to scramble around. So 2024 was 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 a runway year. So now we don't know, you know, if these guys go forward, is it going to be an election year? Do we have to change gears and and put on our, uh, our combat gear, you know, instead of our business suit? Well, that will be determined, you know. Well, Victor, uh, first and foremost, thank you uh, for joining us. I will gladly invite you back when you and Gene have put some of that stuff together because we'd love to have both of you back on here. Uh, But uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of the World Series of Politics. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Thanks. Well, I hope I was helpful. I hope I was illuminating. This is going to be, you know, California sports betting is never boring. That's for sure. You know what I mean? We can't define it, but we can't stop laughing. You know what I mean? So, well, well, I I was expecting, by the way, one line at least on the nat- Natural History Museum, but uh, oh, <laughs> well, I, you know, we, I, I, we forgot I, to talk about signature gatherers, right? Well, you know what? There will be plenty of time to to get to that later because I think I don't think this issue is going away. So. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to having you uh, listen in on another series of the World Series of Politics. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. 
You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Iden. We'll be back soon for the next coin flip. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.